0: This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. Good morning and welcome to Community Connection. We're happy to be with you this morning and today we have Katie Osterber on. Certainly no stranger to you all either. Yesterday we had Um, the Eastern Illinois Food Bank on. They were talking about a prom benefit they're going to be having early March. Katie's here today to talk about one of our favorite fundraising events in Vermont County, and it is the Peer Court Auction. Katie, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much for having me today so uh pure core is is happening this friday night it's going to be at turtle run and of course we have some of the the same players paul sermersheim and um tom wagner i know you're excited to have that duo i am always excited to have that duo they are
1: so funny together and i am so fortunate that they both continually come back to do that um Paul is obviously a very longtime supporter of Peer Court, as, you know, our director, um, my coworker, and then for the past five years, he has spent an entire month um, every winter just doing this fundraiser with me. And it is, I love it because it's my opportunity to keep working with Paul, you know, having him around.
0: Definitely. So Katie, let's talk about Peer Court in general. How did Peer Court even start in Vermilion County? So it's a really neat story because 30 years ago,
1: um, a group of five women attorney in town, they got together and wanted to try a diversion program for youth offenders. And they sat down and had a conversation and kind of developed um, a teen court program and at the time, 30 years ago, teen courts were not a thing. They, um, there was no information or research saying whether or not they were effective, but these women really believed in it. So they developed the peer court program. Um, they found community members to sit on the board and started outlining um, a program that could work with youth um, side by side to the court set, to, to the court system, but not within it. And um, the concept took off. The community um, started using it. Teams started volunteering. Um, There were a number of years where funding was, you know, very low or non-existent. And um, my mom was actually the director at the time. And then a board member, Nancy Martin, was a coordinator. And they did everything within their power to keep this program going. Um, they they truly believed that it was worth it. Um, and that means that as a kid, I walked around town with my sisters taking peer court cans that said peer court makes sense. And we would put them at different locations trying to get people to donate their change um, for funding. Um, Nancy and my mom, uh, Deanne, they, uh, they didn't take salaries for a long time um, to keep it going. And then um, it kind of started... You know, as most not-for-profits do, it takes a while, but you start piecing together that funding to kind of make it more secure. Um, And it's just developed since then. And for 30 years, our community has um, bought in and supported um, the program. And it has proven its effectiveness. These kids that we work with, they are amazing. They do great work. And it is so important for them to find that leadership, ownership, and success within our program and know that they did it. Um, So it's from the beginning, it has been a community effort um, with a lot of community support.
0: Mm -hmm. And and when you talk about um, the kids being successful, this is on both sides because you have kids who are the volunteers, who are learning to be an attorney, to ask those questions, to be a, a volunteer in their community. But then you also have the youth offender who a lot of times is able to turn around a silly mistake. Yes. So, I mean, we do, we have
1: both sides of it. So um, a really cool thing right now that just happened is um, we have a new board member on the peer court board, Shana Andrews and Shana, I have known her um, since she was in junior high because in junior high, she showed up and started volunteering with peer court as a teen juror and teen attorney and, um, And I kind of followed her the next several years on social media, where she graduated from high school and went to, got her bachelor's degree and was accepted into law school. Um, And she, I think it was last year, graduated. She's done internships with the Vermillion County State's Attorney, but she came home and she's now working in the public defender's office here in town as a grown-up lawyer, not a teen volunteer lawyer. Um, But she works for the public defender's office and she just joined our board last month. And so it was kind of a full circle moment where um, I was able to see this little girl start, you know, volunteering and now she's um, a professional attorney who is providing guidance for our program.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, so we actually know Shana. She was one of my husband's students at DACC. And um, so, uh, you know, he has a really close relationship with her and he's very, very proud of her. And it's just amazing. You know, we want young people to come back to Verminion County. We want them to return and, and be proactive. And what a great story, because again, Shayna learned early about volunteering and, you know, look where that journey has taken her.
1: It's so. It's been so amazing to watch. I'm so thankful that she's back. Um, I'm, you know, I've used her as, you know, a model for some of my peer court youths, youth in the past when they've talked about becoming an attorney. I'm like, hey, you can do it. I know a girl. Um, I just had the conversation last night with. Um, we were. I was with peer court kids serving at the um, Vermillion Community Restoration um, for dinner. We serve there twice a week. And um we uh one of the girls was like, I might keep coming back. I like to argue. And I'm like, you can be an attorney. And I then I showed her a picture of Shane. I'm like, look, this girl did it. Um and she's like, all right, I'll keep coming. And so um, you know, having those role models are important for youth, having a program that makes it accessible to them is important. Um and these kids, you know, after a few weeks, they really buy into the process and getting, you know. When we go and serve dinner, uh, you know, last night I had, I had a lot of kids there more than I think I needed um, or that were signed up, but they showed up and four of them had been there before and one had not. And the four that had been there showed the one, the new kid, what the process was. And I just had to sit there and talk to them, and talk to the kitchen manager and give zero direction because the kids led the, they led community service work last night. And that's what I like to see.
0: Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Well, let's take our first break. We'll come right back and we'll stop, talk about the, fun, the fundraiser that's happening on Friday. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Community Connection. Today, we are here with Katie Osterberg and we are talking about the Peer Court Auction. So Katie, tell us what's going to happen with this event.
1: We are very excited for it and definitely, um, you know, in crunch time auction week, um, I have to say that I think that auction week is uh, my favorite week of the year. Um, my board loves it. They all buy into it. Um, and we just have a lot of fun putting this event on. Um, so this week we are working out of turtle run, uh, today, uh, we are there from three to six, and then it just increases in time to where we are basically living there. Turtle Run, um, Mindy Dawson, is so incredibly kind, letting us uh, crash there for the week. But we um, we accept donations. We catalog them. Um, we work on social media. Uh, we get to greet people who come in and drop off their donations. And then, you know, my, my dad goes out and picks up a lot of the donations, and we drop off. To, so it's just a very busy week leading up to the peer court auction this Friday, February 2nd, um, we're going to open the doors at six o'clock and we are hoping for a big crowd because we have some really amazing donations to auction off this year. Um, This community is, and you've seen it, Laura um, is incredibly generous and they support places. They support people, they support organizations. And this is kind of our week to feel that and, um, it's a really good feeling all week.
0: Mm-hmm. So tell me about some of the items that are going to be up for bid.
1: I have really good ones. I'm so excited. <laughs> um, uh, people are so incredibly kind to us. I, I, can't, I can never get over it. So um, Maridel and Greg Palmer, they are amazing people in our community. Um, very creative. I've gotten to know them so well over the years. But they are donating a gorgeous um, handcrafted copper water fountain. Um And this is just a gorgeous piece of art and display piece. Um, after she donated one a number of years ago for the first time, uh, I desperately wanted it and knew I would not get it at the auction. Um, but I have one. My father-in-law was kind enough to buy me one afterwards and order me one. So it is actually, in, mine is in my living room. Um, and I can hear the water um, because obviously the water fountain needs water. Um, And then in the, you know, the summer I get to move it outside. So um, that beautiful piece, um, the water fountain is always absolutely stunning. Um, We are donating or we have a two night stay at Blue Sky Vineyard in Southern Illinois. Um, It is a, a small connection. I went to Southern Illinois. So my friends and I would spend time there on the lawn thinking, you know, we were fancy sitting on the lawn drinking wine and eating cheese. We were fancy. Um, but a two night getaway there. And that is uh, sponsored by Mark Goodwin, who is running for circuit court judge. He such a good man. Um, one of my favorites, uh, uh, the U of I credit union is donating, um, four suite tickets and a parking pass to a 2024 Illinois home football non-conference game at Memorial stadium. Um, and it includes, um, food and beverages. And so what a great, like you know, day at the, at the game package. Um, We have, and then the Icebox Club. This is such a great group in our community. Um, They are again, donating a a vintage refrigerator. Um, This year It has a Blackhawks theme and uh, they have supported us and been our partners for, I mean, probably for years. I mean, just they, they keep, Supporting us, and I am so thankful to them. Um, on that same line, we do have a, and I, I, oh my gosh, I can't remember quite who signed it, but a signed uh, Blackhawks uh, game jersey um, that's authenticated. Um, the a really big one we have every year, and we love this family obviously. Um, is the Summer Stout Barbecue package, um, the dinner that they will come and like feed feed thirty people, so you can have a party, and they will um, provide. Dinner for thirty um, with their award-winning barbecue. Um, I think they compete in certain barbecue competitions, and of course, the Stouts and the Sermersheim's are hugely involved and very much appreciated. So, um, and then just a lot of other local art. Um, you know, this year, what I'm kind of seeing starting, and I, every year when it starts, I love it. Is new donors reaching out saying, "Hey, is it too late to donate?" And it never is people, I always say, no, I drive my team crazy. I take donations up until seven o'clock on Friday night. Um, and you know, the team will be like, we we need to stop. Um, and I'm like, nope, we're going to keep going. Um, so, uh, there'll be a lot of new donors, new surprises, new packages. And then some of the ones that we, um, are very fortunate to get every year.
0: Awesome. So how important is the fundraiser to the stability of Peer Court?
1: Very. Um, This fundraiser provides over 50% of our budget every year. Um, And we have been lucky to grow it to that point where, um, you know, my, you know, one thing Paul taught me when he was director is um, take what you need, um, you know, and leave enough for the rest of the community. And so that's always been our policy is, um, you know, our, our fundraiser has, is, we are very fortunate that it is successful and we do not have to do another fundraiser throughout the year, um, which leaves time and space for other agencies, um, other fundraisers to really make an impact on their organizations. Um, you know, that also means that if this can be a successful, um, my grant writing can be limited um, to open up funds to our community. Um, and that's, that's kind of the way we view it. You know, we, we, we maintain, um, we want to, you know, we're still very frugal with our budget. Uh, I, you know, my board kind of laughs at me sometimes because our expenses are so minimal. Um, and I, they're like, you know, you can spend a little bit of money and I'm like, we don't really need anything. We're doing real great. Um, but it's good to know that, you know, on occasion, you know, I can get the kids something, you know, when we're doing community service work or um, spoil them just a little bit. So uh, the court fundraiser is very important to our funding and our budget. But um, at the same time, it's just a fun night to put on. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing that is uh, that gets us excited is the excitement that the community feels leading up to it. Um and then, you know, working at turtle run all week, we, you know, we call it auction week. And so we're heading, you know, we're in auction week this week and my kids are like, mom, it's auction week. You know, we'll be at turtle run after school. And, um, we eat bar food all week and just have fun and enjoy each other's company while we're putting it on. So, um, we're very fortunate to have a fun one.
0: So Katie, um, what's unique about that? You know, you you were doing this with your mom. Now your kids are doing this with you. So mm-hmm. it's very generational within your family and, and very, and, you know, I just uh, you know, congratulations to your mom and to all the women yes. who yes. stood up in the beginning and said, yeah, let's do this. It is. And it's, you know, it is
1: generational. Um, you know, my, my sisters and I, when my mom did it, you know, I remember the first auctions um, at Harrison park and, uh, I think his name was Bob. Bob would come and bring a trailer full of art and sell it out of the back of this trailer um, and to see, you know, what uh, Leah Hussman-Rogers and Trisha Keith and Paul Summershine, what they started to develop and what um, we've been able to grow um, to have the support to see my kids buying into it, to see my friends' kids buy into it. Um, you know, I have you know, Paul's kids are up there every week too, um, every auction week, you know, helping. Uh, and so it definitely is like a, you know, a family event. Um, we, you know, we bring our families up there and we put the kids to work. It's very nice now that a few of them can drive, um, you know, sending them out on errands and saying, Hey, we need this for this basket, go pick it up. Um, Oh, we need this, you know, and the kids can run out now. So that's made it very helpful. And now even we have a new generation. We have a little boy named Harlan, uh, my friend, Laura, Laura Green. She is, um, I always tell Paul, if anything happens to me, Laura can do the auction. She has bought into this. She volunteers massive amounts of her time. She does the social media, the catalog. Um, She is just completely the behind the scenes person of this auction But her son Harlan is too, so now he's a Turtle Run kid, and he just runs around Turtle Run all week, uh, making us laugh, getting into things, and um, distracting us from putting on the auction. So it's it's fun. It's a lot of fun.
0: Let's take our last break, and we'll be right back. Welcome back to the final segment of Community Connection this morning. We have Katie Osterver here, and she is talking about the Peer court auction that's going to take place this Friday. Um, Katie, talk about details, tickets, that type of thing.
1: Yes, so February 2nd, 2024, at Turtle Run, we are going to host um, the 2024 Pure Court auction. Uh, doors open at 6. Uh, we will do hors d'oeuvres and a preview. Um, live auction with Paul it starts at 7 p.m. And we are going to be selling 50-50 tickets. Um, so many amazing pr- um, prizes and donations and packages for people to look at at bid on. Um, obviously, the BART Turtle Run um, will be available. And uh, just a really good community event. We really hope people will um, come out. Uh, tickets are $10 at the door. And uh, we we just want people to come out and see what we have to offer and have a fun night with our community.
0: Mm -hmm. Talk about how the auction will actually work. Do people get a number and when they come in, they raise those numbers. So it is a uh,
1: big auction and um, we, so people will walk in, they will register for a number and they get a number and then they use that. So if the number is two, um anything they want to bid on in the silent auction, they can just write down their number and how much they're bidding. And in the live auction, and this is where I always mess up, in the live auction you have to hold up your number. um, And then Paul or one of his team will call your bid. And if I end up bidding, I end up getting nervous and I just keep bidding. And then um, I'm very bad at live auctions. Uh, I get nervous during them, but um there are people who are very good at bidding at the in the live auction. And you just hold up your um, your number and Paul will catch the
0: bid and go from there and see if you're the winner. And Katie, you mentioned the silent auction piece. So if people want to come, they don't have to stay for the whole time. They can no. come and do the silent auction pieces and leave and find out if they win, right? Yes, they will. And um, we are also, to see if you want to
1: come, uh, we are posting so many of our auction items and packages on our Facebook page. So um, on Facebook, it's Peer Court Inc. We have an event linked up to our page. If um, you uh, say that you're going to the event, or just you know, keep checking our page, you're going to be able to see the vast majority of our auction items leading up to um, the uh, um, leading up to the event. And yeah, you can just come. And if you want to spend an hour uh, just walking on the silent auction, kind of. Making a few bids, um, you don't have to stay. Uh, most people like to know if they win that night, um, but I definitely call everybody afterwards if they have to take off.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. And and Katie, one of the things I I think that's really great, you know, first of all, you get to see lots of people that you don't see. So, you know, it's definitely a, a social event. You get to hang out with people that maybe, you know, you just have seen in passing throughout the year. So that's always a fun time. But you also get to donate to a really good cause. I mean, Peer Court, talk about some of your stats, some of the different kids that have been able to turn that mistake around.
1: Yeah, it, there are so many great examples because these kids that we work with, um, they all do really, really well. Um, so end of the year stats for 2023, I just did and submitted to the board and um, we worked with um, 89 kids and of those, 94, 94% successfully completed the program. Um, and so I have been involved in peer court for 16 years now and um, well, my whole life. But um, I have worked for peer court for 16 years and um, every every year we have had between a 90 to 95 percent completion rate with these kids and I think the important thing is is that we are able to work individually with these kids um, the kids and families we work with they buy in they're amazing the parents communicate they uh, work with us to make sure that their kids are successfully completing but um when you watch these kids, uh, you know, start and then finish the change in them. The hey, um, I don't want to do this to the hey, I I've got this. Don't worry about it. You can sit down at the end. Um, Is really cool to watch that leadership. Um, we and we are currently uh, starting to work on a recidivism study. We did one about ten years ago, um, and we sent every kid who had been through peer court, we ran their name through um, the probation department and just to see if they had gotten an additional conviction in Vermilion County. um, And what we were able to find is that um, 84% of the kids um, who had ever gone through peer court did not have an additional conviction on their record. So 84% of kids um, successfully completed the peer court program and at the time did not have any convictions and um, which we hope means that they were able to move on, um, make better choices and be productive and um, get involved in their community.
0: Definitely. And, you know, peer court provides them with that second chance. Again, sometimes it's just been that one mistake and you can get pigeonholed really quickly if you're not able to come out of that, if you are, you know, actually put into the system and, and you kind of start a cycle. Well, you know, no one believes in me. I'm not meant to do anything. I'm not any good. I might as well do this, that, or the other. Um, peer Court helps build the kids up, gives them that that chance to make arrears or make amends for what's happened and, you know, plants a different seed. And Katie, I think that's the important piece, planting that different seed to help these kids realize there, there is a different way to behave and there's a different way, there's a different path you can take if you choose.
1: Yeah. And I think it's giving them the choices to do it. Um, That's the one thing I found over the years is if, you know, if we have a kid that's really struggling and not, you know, wanting to do it, um, you know, if you have a talk with them and say, Hey, here are your two choices. Um, I need you to focus really hard for the next four weeks um, and really show up for four weeks. And this is gone. You do not have to call me. You don't have to show up again. Um, you can put this behind you or you have to go through that juvenile court process, which is much longer. Um, You know, you will be involved in that for much longer than one more month. And, you know, kids typically um, if you give them the information, they will make decisions in their own best interest. Um, And they will see, okay, I will, you know, I'll buy in for a month. And then they do. And um, it works. And these kids, uh, you know, they buy into it. Paul and I, Maria, Tina, my co-workers now. When we're out in public, these kids remember us. Um, you know, it is not uncommon to be at the grocery store to, you know, be running errands or at you know a community event and have people come and say, Do you remember me? I haven't been in any more trouble. And Paul has a great example when he was working at the country club. Um, a Pepsi truck was driving up to make a delivery and they stopped where he was, and a guy got out and he's like, Paul! it's me. And it was one of our former peer court kids who wanted to tell Paul, Hey, look what I have a job. Um, and it had been like five or six years and this kid just wanted Paul to know like that he was doing it now. And th- th- those are the awesome. kind of good interactions
0: that we get to have. Definitely. So one more time, uh, give us the details on the event. Okay. February 2nd, um, the peer court auction, we are going to
1: have, um, doors open at six. Um live auction at seven and it is a ten dollars to get in the door. So we hope that
0: people mark their calendars and head out for a fun night. Okay. Thank you so much. We've been speaking with Katie Osterberg with PureCourt again Friday night. Let's get it together, go there. You don't have to stay all night if you don't want to. You can bid on the silent items and leave, or you can just drop off your donation at the door. They'll take that too. We'll be back in the morning with another show. Until then, have a good rest of your day.